Claudia Procula by Julianne Leonard, read by Dana Rizzo. I stood in the window, framed for anyone who cared to see me as I watched the trial. The crowd cried out, a black wave in the morning light, waiting for my husband to hand down his decision. My heart beat fast, my hands gripping the folds of my garment tightly, as I, too, waited to hear what verdict my husband would hand down. I had seen the man during the night, awoken by the crowds when they had dragged him in, bound and waiting to see the court of his own people in the midnight trial that awaited him. Seeing him as he stood in the street by the courtyard, his face lit by the light of the torches and bonfires which surrounded him, I felt a sickening pity which touched my soul in a way that I had never thought a stranger could. That face haunted my dreams, and I could see it both blood-stained and radiant with light, both marked with death and glowing with life, as it kept coursing through my dreams until I awoke, exhausted with fear and a night of fretful worrying. I went to my husband, pleaded with him, begging him to save the man brought before him because of what I had seen in my dreams. I watched him as he looked into my eyes and saw the truth of my words sink into his soul. The reality that if I could, I would defy him in this, that I would disobey him publicly if I had a chance of saving this man's life. That ponderous glance between us said so much with not a single word being exchanged. In a single glance from across the courtyard, one man, an accused criminal, had awoken something in me that would let me risk such disgraceful behavior for a Roman matron of rank to consider, and for that and the knowledge in my soul that this man was innocent, I would take such a chance. Not as the wife of Pilate, but as a woman who had watched an innocent man who had touched the souls of so many people, beaten and bleeding from my darkened window. There, from my window, high above the rabble and the noise of the streets below, I watched the game between my husband and the crowd as they fought over the silent man between them. Ready at any moment to call his life forfeit and spill his blood across the stones of the court, I tried to believe that there was a chance that he would go free, that the man I had married would act with justice in this. But it was like watching a cat as it played with a mouse. Through the scourging, the mockery, the journey back and forth from Herod, I stood in the window. I turned away when I saw my husband clean the blood from his hands, giving this man to the fate that I had feared. I did not need to see him as they placed the weight of the cross on his shoulders. It was a sight I had seen too many times already. I went then to work on my distaff and my loom, my grief quiet and private, not that of those women I had seen standing near him in the crowd, but no less real and no less painful as I worked with the yarn and thread that was before me. As the shuttle kept its steady rhythm, I tried to steady my own mind with the prayers that had flown from my lips since childhood. But my tongue could not utter those prayers, could not find any comfort in the household gods I had brought with me as they sat around the room, empty and cold statues which had lost their meaning for me. I felt tears fill my eyes as I struggled to find the words to pray, 
to find some deity I could pray to. The smell of palms and figs blew through the room, and the prayers of the Jews in their temple came into my home, carried on the wind. I began to pray then, first with the words I heard, and then the prayers I had heard the women crying, his followers shouting as they had watched him in his painful agony. And somehow, I think in the prayers that I said as I wove and spun that my prayers changed and their focus became the man I had seen from my window, the man who had changed my life in the course of a single day. I found myself praying to him as well, not able to distinguish him from the God that the Jews cried out to in the temple. To me, it was as if they were the same God. I wanted to laugh the bitter laugh of someone whose life is no longer the same. For who would ever believe that I, a Roman matron, wife of the procurator who had given this man his sentence, would become one of his followers? I could not leave everything and follow him, but I could leave the prejudices and harsh judgments I had held toward this land and its people behind. Those things died that day as well, buried with my faith in idols. I wove late into the night, oblivious to those who came and went around me as I eased the grief I felt and began to settle into this new faith. Somewhere, though, I heard the sound of raised voices as my husband gave them guards to watch the tomb. I felt my lips curve in a smile when I heard their request and his answer. Let them guard the tomb with a stone to seal it and guards to keep watch. Let my husband side with the crowd once more, for even then... Something in my heart knew that if they had killed an innocent man for being the Savior and Redeemer who had been so long hoped for, there would be nothing they could ask which would keep him in the tomb, just as there was nothing that could keep me tied to a dead faith any longer. As I returned to the new prayers and the new hope they brought with the dawn and my work, keeping them with me, repeating them with each hour of the day and night that passed, it was not long before I heard the cry of another crowd, that of his followers, as they cried out that he was risen. I ran to the window once more, wanting to see and hear more, my heart joining with them as I prepared to serve this new Lord, my new master who I had known only by his death. My husband had made them write, This is the king of the Jews over his cross when he died. But from that day forward... He was and forever would be a king that at least one Roman served. Hail the Almighty King, Jesus of Nazareth. Used by We Are One Body Audio Theater with the permission of the licensor granted under a copyrighted license agreement. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.